Ugh, not again. I mean, it seems like it's every other week we're getting chased by a Star Destroyer. It's good that the rear shields are, I mean, just amazing. I mean, really outstanding work by the engineering team on those rear shields. Yeah, it's like whoever engineered our rear rear shields did a lot better job than whoever engineered the the lasers on the uh, the Star Destroyer back there when you think about it. Yeah, because I mean, it's 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 withstanding the barrage all the time. It, and that's I a mean, that's a military vehicle. That is like a it's called a star destroyer. It, it presumably to destroy stars. Yeah, and this is kind of like a space taxi for cargo. I mean, it's a big cargo ship, but it's not. I mean, at best, we're like a public transport, you know, system bus kind of thing, just flying through space. But but the shields themselves. Yeah, they're high stellar. quality engineering. High quality. Yeah, we got to look at the serial number on that shield generator. You know, see what we can do. But unfortunately, our hyperdrive, on the other Ugh. hand, not as reliable. Always the hyperdrive. Probably a bad motivator. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, what do you do? Do you think we put PBDO in like an escape pod and like toss them out the back and maybe that'll let us get away? It's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. Yeah. Don't worry, PBDO. Your sacrifice will be appreciated. Yeah. It'll help. You, you're, you're helping the cause survive. The cause being us recording more Cargo Bay episodes. Yeah, and delivering all this cargo to our adoring fans via endless giveaways. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, great conversation. So what do you say, PBDO? You want to take one for the team? Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about it later. For now, just open up the cargo bay doors. We'll record a podcast. Then after we're done with the podcast, we'll check on the star destroyer to see you it's, know if it's made it's any still progress. Gonna, yeah, it's still gonna be there. I can promise you that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, PBDO. Open up the doors. We'll see you in there. Hello there, and welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being broadcast to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C, here with my co-host, as always, Adam B. How you doing, BC? Adam B, it's it's a bittersweet day. It feels a little bittersweet. It's It seems like just yesterday we were recording parts one and two reaction to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And now we're we're here. We've we've reached the end of our Obi Wan Kenobi journey. That's right, BC. I mean, we kind of we kind of started this podcast. I mean, we'd been live streaming different things on Twitch, you know, for about mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. But we kind of started this podcast leading up to the show because we were excited about the show. We wanted to talk about it. And here it is. It's come and gone before our eyes, like sand in the wind. Yeah, like. sand in the Tatooine winds. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gone. It's it's over. Although I, I'm feeling a little less bittersweet about it than you you are, BC. Maybe I I think I'm feeling kind of I feel this sense of relief that it it has come, it has been, it is, and as every other part of the Star Wars canon, it is now cataloged away for me to do what I want to with it in my head canon and appreciate what I love. And kind of ignore the things that I don't love as much. Um, I, I for me, this this show was a success. I'll, I'll spoil a, I'll spoil a little bit here. That was fun. I had a good time. I I agree too. And I think at a certain point, it was. 
and there was a kind of a shift that I noticed in my my own viewing of it that made me enjoy it even more where it's like I don't want to be the kind of person who goes and nitpicks stupid Star Wars things because we, I mean, we can do that and we'll pick some of the things apart even as we talk about this episode but just in the times that we're in in the world that we live in I want to try to enjoy things yeah. while I'm alive and Star Wars has always been something that I've enjoyed since I was a little kid and I first had a VHS recorded off of television cable version of A New Hope put in front of me when I was like, this is amazing. I still I still want to have that sense of enjoyment and wonder when I go to a, a galaxy far, far away and enter into these stories. And this is this has given me so many of those moments throughout the series that I'm just like, I'm glad I have it. I'm not going to I'm not going to bitch and moan too much about all of the things I'm like well that doesn't make sense well yeah well neither do space wizards so <laughs> let's just enjoy what we've got I, I, I'm right there with you BC I think you know that I maybe more than anyone love to like nitpick technical stuff about the Star Wars universe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's part of how I enjoy the Star Wars universe but um, yeah no it, this is a very unique experience that we get to have uh, it's it's easy to get bogged down in kind of the cynicism of like hey it's this giant corporate venture you know made mm-hmm. by one of the biggest corporations in the world um, you know and and the compromises that that makes what whatever the point I'm making is how many people in human history get to watch something when they're a child that really impacts them and then see the same actors, <laughs> you know, portray those characters uh, in uh, impactful ways 20 years later? In, in some, if you think about it, 50 years later? <laughs> I guess we're, what are we, 45 years past Star Wars? 30? No, no, we're, we're at least 40 years past the original Star so Wars. So 77, so 40, yeah. 45, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the the end of the most uh, recent installment of this, you know, half half mythology, half corporate venture merged together yes. to produce Obi Wan Episode get, Six. Yeah, let's get into the nuts and the bolts of of Part Six of Obi Wan Kenobi. But before we do, general spoiler for our five listeners, and especially for our listener down under in Australia. <laughs> uh, there's, we're gonna spoil this episode. This, yeah. this will be spoiled. We're gonna go through everything. If you haven't watched it, give this a pause. Go watch it. Enjoy part six, and then come back to us. Or if you haven't been watching it and you've just been following Kenobi through the Cargo Bay podcast, I mean, buckle up, baby, because you're in for a ride. <laughs> um, so I, I actually, I, I did want to start with this note because we had, we had heard rumblings. Could this be an hour and a half? Are yeah. we getting an? Are we getting a? Full Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Is it going to be sixty nine minutes? <laughs> it's a fifty minute episode. Yep. Internet, you remain undefeated and just being full of crap. Wild Way speculation. To Way to go on the wild speculation. I mean, I, I get where it came from because we all wanted that, maybe, or at least I thought I wanted that. Uh, but you know, after watching this, I was like, I like that. I could cut it down to thirty minutes, maybe. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. We could trim some of this. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well done, Internet. Again, I think the Internet. We should just congratulate them for the entire Obi Wan Kenobi experience because their performance has been oh, flawless. Oh man, 
I can't flawless. Can't tell you the joy that I I get from every time the show later on in the run has dropped. Like you know, yeah, we're not breaking the canon. You're just impatient idiots who think like everything in a story needs to be explained to you in episode one. Uh, and there's a lot of that in this episode where it's like, no, they're actually working really hard to try to make the canon work out here. We're working around and it's fine because we are Star Wars and we understand the canon. And it's a, a fictional little... story as well. <laughs> and here's it like, there are things where I'm like, if they bend the canon, I kind of don't really care that much. Where some people seem to care... An ag- I would say an aggressive amount. Yeah. An aggressive amount. Like, I care to a degree, but I don't care to, like, a, I'm going to go sit with my poopy diaper and throw a fit in the corner. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you acting that way? I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not one who's never had a poopy diaper fit in a corner. I think it's good to sure. do that once or twice a week. Every you once, know, depending every once on, a while, you got to wallow. Depending on how your week's been but going. But right now, the thing that's happened is <laughs> your face is completely frozen. And I can. Oh no! All right. Hear you. Yeah, but but as far as <laughs> definitely no interruption in our podcast. We're right. We're right on track here. No technical difficulties. That's um, the thing about these, and and it's a testament to both of us and our technology is we've never no editing ever occurs. These are live <laughs> no. one takes every single time. That's right, BC. We're both. We're not only trained, you know, stellar mm-hmm. uh, orators, yep. we're yes. also tech trained on all this kind of internet stuff. Well, and, you know, we're <laughs> cruising out here in the cargo bay, which has actually fantastic technology, even in the cargo department. That's one thing that they invested in. Again, like the rear shields uh, on the ship, the technology within the ship itself lend- lends itself to having a-, a fantastic podcasting experience. As long as you don't count PBDO. Well, yeah, he but he was just kind of like he was a, a holdover from the previous owners. They were like, you just have to take him. He's part of the ship, and so I, I think that's why he's he's still around. Yeah, I guess that's how that that went down. I forgot about that. Um, but but yeah, BC, we we were uh, before we didn't have an interruption. We were, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, I believe, poopy baby diapers. And yes, people we crying were. about cannon. <laughs> yeah, poop, poopy baby, di- and you were saying, and I, and I agree. Every once in a while, it's okay to have a little fussy diaper moment, and yeah. and I have I have them too. But it's just the the constant fussy baby diapers on the internet that are like, why did you go find go find something else to do? If this yeah, is what you're gonna do. Yeah, I I heard a suggestion from one of the hosts of uh, Star Wars Minute. Um, I'll admit I don't listen to a ton of Star Wars podcasts. I listen to Star Wars Minute quite a bit. Um, had mm-hmm. for a long time, so so shout out to that one. But uh, one of the hosts was like, every Star Wars show should just start with a character telling a story, so that you then excuse any kind of canon, like BS, anything that you want, you can just kind of let drift out of your head canon. If it's Lando being like, you know, well, let me tell you about the time, blah blah blah. It's like Lando maybe embellished some, you know, could have could have fudged some of those yeah. memories. Wasn't New Hope originally supposed to be like it's it's being told from the perspective of R two D two or like it's R two D two's memories or something? I didn't. I I don't. I have never heard that, but that sounds pretty rad. R two D two's rusty memory base. We're just going to call that true. So I guess what we're saying is like we're not the most uptight people uh, as Star Wars fans. Um, No, and we're also not the the most. 
reverent Star Wars fans in that we don't uh, just heap praise, you know, on on every little detail. Listen, we 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 set out a course when we started this podcast to to balance the force. That's right. right? There are both the light and the dark sides of the force, and within that, there is there is a balance within Star Wars itself. I think that's a good thing to have to be able to look at something with a critical eye and saying this is this is something that is done really well and then to at the same time without without being overly emotional say I didn't like this about this right it's okay to critique things it's it's how you know that you care as a fan but there's a way that that can be done and I think the internet has led to a lot of toxic ways in which that is done and which is why I tend to avoid going on Twitter when Kenobi comes out because it's just like a barren wasteland of, of takes and I'm like hey no let's have a let's let's have discourse let's talk about it which is what I love you and I coming on and talking for like an hour about an episode as opposed to let me fire off a tweet and then fire off another tweet I'm like this is not how I want to engage with something that I really enjoy I want to talk about it. I want to discuss it figure out what it is that I like about it think about what it what can be done better because yeah. that's how that's how things improve is is critical feedback. Yeah, I think not to be too reverent and say this is perfect. There, I have no notes for <laughs> Kenobi. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm like, I have some notes. Yeah, I think there we're are some all things that could be better. As human beings, you know, like I'm not going to criticize the engine plans of a jet fighter because you know I have no. But I think all of us as human beings are allowed to have some opinions about storytelling, right? Like I think right. it's a part yeah. of all of our lives, regardless of like you know, uh, technical know-how and or, right. like, you know, uh, education around it. Um, so, yeah, if you disagree with our discourse, hit us up in the, the comment section of our YouTube. Send us an email. Engage with the hosts here, people. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> and you know what? If you just flame us, we'll probably just leave you a little thumbs up and move on. <laughs> so it'll go. But, yeah. <laughs> So I am I am stoked, uh, BC. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I know you've Let's... done the lion's share of the work here. Um, you've got a little outline of the beats. Um, I'm yeah. excited to remember and relive. Yeah. So uh, again, I woke up at six o'clock this morning for the original watch. Right. The the alpha right. watch. The no notes. Pure enjoyment. I'm up. I'm excited. I'm watching Kenobi. Enjoyed it. There's a lot of stuff that I, I really liked about it. The rewatch when I'm taking the notes, I get kind of I get kind of like fussy and I, I take little notes. Where I'm like, oh, this is this is this whatever. But that's just me taking the notes on it. I think I and you noted too that you enjoyed it more on your second watch. I usually I felt do. the same way. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Um, I've had that experience I think with almost every episode where it's like, oh, it's better the second time for me. The the thing that that really rings true about why that is for me, uh, just to get a little bit ahead, is like when we have cutting between different plot lines and something. Yeah. I'm always worried about how is this going to time out? And like, is Obi-Wan going to make it back to Tatooine on time? Are they going to cut this short to do this? And once I have right. all that settled in my brain, I can kind of just roll with it. Uh, and I think it's a big feature of, of this series in particular is, is the A and the B stories kind of that we've been getting. And and I noticed in this one, and it, this is a nit that I will pick, is the amount of cutting back between the two of them. Sometimes it's just so fast. I'm like, yeah. can I just sit with one story for a moment and then we can go somewhere else? So we'll get into that. I'll start uh, I'll start going through our rundown of, of episode six, the series, no, no, season one 
finale <laughs> of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, let's, we'll talk at the end about yeah. what the chances <laughs> are we think that they're going to do season two. Uh, so for, for episode or part six, I apologize. This is the part. This is not an episode of television. This is part That's right. of a series. Uh, we open on Tatooine. Guess what? Reva's alive. <laughs> She's alive. And she is looking for a and farmer named Owen. Not only is she alive, she's not worse for wear. She she's a she's got a little had, like I guess she's got like a maybe like a little like uh like you know I guess that's true. I, maybe that did play out. Better. I I just didn't even it didn't even occur to me that she wouldn't be fully patched up when she made it to Tatooine, and I think I didn't think about that. Enough. That makes a little bit more of it believable for me later on. So yeah, she, it, I guess she's she's hunched. It's, it's there, but I would have expected a little more because when we last left her, she was like face down in the dirt, crawling. What to if back. she's got Grogu on her ship? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be Grogu's voice. Just a spoiler for everybody. <laughs> so I hope everyone's excited about that. Yeah, so she's looking for a farmer named Owen. Because she found the cell phone that Haja dropped that Obi-Wan gave to him when he went to face Vader in the last episode. Uh-huh. Uh, or face Vader or run away. Run away. Yeah. No. He when he went it. to talk to Reva and then ran away with the rest of the group. That was a whole thing. Anyway, he dropped his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Haja dropped his phone that had very sensitive information yeah. from Bail Organa on it. Uh, so we've we've got that. So we know she's she's on the pursuit. She knows little boy Luke is there, and we're gonna cut to Vader pursuing the Pathlings. Who, as we know, hyperdrive's still down. Of uh-huh. course, uh-huh. you can. It's it's so hard to find a reliable hyperdrive these days. But they're working on it. And you know, I my feeling initially when I saw this was Obi Wan's gonna do something to try to buy them some time. And and uh-huh. and by by gosh, if I'm not correct about that. Uh, so this is where we start getting that like last Jedi vibe of that entire plot thing that happens. Yeah. Like this, this giant ship is just going to keep firing on us until we can get this thing fixed. Your thoughts? Yeah. I just, you know, I, I mean, you know, this is one of the, the, the technical things I get hung up on in the last Jedi and here it's just like, well, if you're fast enough to catch up to the ship, why aren't you fast enough to catch up to the ship, right? Because it wasn't right on their tail last episode. They were like, they're coming. So, so, I mean, I, I can't even, I would just get derailed if I tried to talk about why it's frustrating to me. But I will say, kind of, you know, the fact that Vader is like, more firepower. It's kind of exactly the whole issue with me. Is like, that's not doing anything. You're not doing anything to solve this problem at all. Like you, you're not trying, and nor are they on the escaping ship. Really, they're just kind of chilling for a good long while. Well, <laughs> drives Rick me says nuts. That they're they're working on it. You know, it's a bad motivator. We don't see anybody doing anything. Uh huh. But someone somewhere is working on it. Another question, technical question: Would there be like Tie Fighters on the Star Destroyer? There's clearly an Imperial shuttle there. <laughs> right. So, like, well, we'll get into we'll get into that Imperial shuttle in a second, yeah. but. It just felt like they, if they wanted to catch them, yeah, 
they, they, could. they could. But I guess they want information, right? Maybe they're waiting on it to run out of gas. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm just gonna chalk this one down to Star Wars reasons that this did not occur. Yeah, yeah. Which, and I in, and by Star Wars reasons, I mean writers' room reasons. Because you can't reshuffle this chain of events to, for there to be no issue. You can say right. the hyperdrive is down, Obi Wan. Then Obi Wan can have all the conversation he's going to have, which is I have to leave to be a distraction. Right. right. And then you have the Star Destroyer show up, right? And then you have Obi Wan right. leave, and then they go away. Instead right. of all of this happening while on screen, the ship is dodging and weaving to get away from laser blasts, and then when we cut to the inside, everyone's chill as hell. <laughs> Just hanging out, baby. Well, no, so uh, well, we'll push back. They're not okay. chill. Leia's, Leia's got to get Lola out to calm people down because she says they're scared. And Lola helps take their mind off of it. And then Obi-Wan's like, well, maybe I could borrow her too. A little foreshadowing. Chekhov's Lola. Uh-huh. I, I think, and just talking about this just now, it, it's, we can, we can see the flaw in this, right? In, yeah. in terms of the logistics. If I'm me at eight years old or seven watching this for the first time, right? I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So there, and and I I do think that this and this not to get too far off of our our dedicated recap here, I do think this this series in general is playing to one of the the broadest spectrum audiences that yeah. it possibly can. Yeah. Because it's Obi-Wan Kenobi and it, they've already started saying like, this is the most stream thing Disney plus has ever had. Oh yeah. It was like, this is, it's like crushing their streaming records. So it's like, we want to bring everyone into this. And we talked a couple weeks ago about like, yeah, this probably isn't going to be the rated R logan version of obi-wan kenobi this is going to be you know fun big family entertainment so i mean it, it makes sense that they're they're able to just go we're not sending tie fighters because that's not how this story because we just work. cut back to the ship we cut back to the yeah. other ship yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, and then we'll cut we'll cut to tatooine and people will forget about it like it, like kids won't know i just fine I agree. And if the show didn't hold up in other areas, I would have more of a problem with it. But, yeah. you know, this is just kind of we're just kind of getting to where we're going. So we're, you know. we're mo- we are literally moving the plot along yeah. at this point. Like, I mean, that that's the function of what is happening here. It's it's not a lot of like, let's put a lot of Star Wars logic um, and technical jargon uh, to the crucible here. Let's yeah. just go with it. And in the mindset of I'm just going to go with this has made me has allowed me to enjoy this a lot more yeah as absolutely. opposed to well that doesn't work <laughs> and uh, let me tell you i could get past a lot when he got darth vader on the bridge of a star destroyer i just looking, like, looking, I love it <laughs> looking great yeah looking good uh so yeah we we've got so a little bit of that action we're gonna cut again we're gonna go back to tatooine where little boy luke and owen are doing some shopping for parts and they they get the warning hey there's a scary lady who's asking for you by name. Yeah. And then we're going to cut again over to the other uh, story A, I will call it, where Obi-Wan is telling Leia that he's leaving to buy time. There it was. It's funny because he's done this, I think, in at least five of the six episodes. There's so much you could just cut at least one of these planets out. 
right? You know, like, yeah. because it is repeating so much. You could definitely, definitely you see where this was maybe a movie and they spread it yes. out into episodes, yes. right? Um, yes. And I will be doing a fan edit with a buddy of mine. Uh, I think I'm committed to that. So we'll see, see nice. if I can maybe even cut a planet out and pretend it's on the same yeah. planet. But we'll see what happens. Just merge two of the really dark ones together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's like, Don't worry, you are the future. What's important is that is that you survive, not me. Again, he's doing his his shtick. We're gonna cut back to a highlight for me. Baru <laughs> That's right. Finally Baru has arrived. Justice for Baru. Uh Owen returns back to the uh Lars uh farmstead and tells Baru, hey, Something wicked this way comes, and we get a little bit. Of, we get this is this is a little flavoring for uh, one more season. The yeah. stage play that we will be writing about Owen and Baru and their time on Tatooine. We get a little bit of salt about this because you know she's like you know what? Why do you think Obi Wan Kenobi's gone? You d you d bag. You've been shooing him away. And it seems like she's she's got it's almost like a, a lust or a yearning for Obi-Wan <laughs> to still be there. Um, it, it may be more directly tied to the fact that he's a Jedi who, who might <laughs> be very useful in this particular. But situation. you and I really want to write this story about some romantic tension between the two of them. <laughs> Baru has big dreams and she doesn't just want to be on a farm and we yeah. all know it. As she We all know it. As you can see here, she's a determined a determined woman, BC. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. the way she's taking action. She's like grabbing blasters. She's like, we're prepared for this. She's going to come when the suns are down. Which has a great line when she's like, when the suns are down. You're like, yeah, yeah twin suns, when the suns are down. Yeah. Which great doesn't job. really make any sense because she's maybe bleeding out and could just murder people. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good line. She's taking her time. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's taking her time. She's going to be tactical about this and also wait for it to be darker so it's easier on the FX team uh, to do some of these shots. Uh, we're going to cut back. Again, the fast cuts are coming. Uh, I mean, just at a, a whiplash speed here. Uh, ben gives Leia the, the blaster holder. I believe it's Tala's blaster yep, holder. Yep. Where she uh, has the notches of the operations she's done. Yes. Yeah. And then he's he's getting ready to depart lightsaber in hand and he's got his i have to face him master whether he dies or i do this ends today and you're like here's where qui-gon comes or at least i was i was like here he comes i thought i i'll tell you when i thought he was coming it's a little bit later uh, oh yeah, yeah i was wrong yeah, i was wrong yeah, about I thought that, that too yeah yeah uh, uh, uh no incorrect <laughs> so and this ends today which it's not going to it's going to end in 1977 but uh, yes, sure. It ends today. Uh, Obi Wan leaves on this escape craft. Can I? Can I? This is a last technical <laughs> that I will pick. Okay, this is we we this. lost so much when we lost Ralph McQuarrie and all of the amazing content. And Doug Chiang Chong Chiang, I believe is his name. Doug, who did all of the the prequel concept yeah. art, also an amazing concept artist. Obi-Wan gets in this thing, a ramp folds out, and a ship half the size of the ship they're in just kind of slides out down the ramp. I don't, I don't understand. 
it's a baffling moment and the, the <laughs> note you have about the concept too and i i noticed this and I'll, I'll just sort of jump the gun when we're on alderaan later i'm not sure if it's the same ship but the ship that he lands yeah, out on there I'm it like, seems to be what is this yeah like, what is this thing? <laughs> what is this? there's nothing cool about it at all no like there's not it's it's not a strong visual profile and again just that it doesn't just like pop off the back of the ship or any of the things we've established like the ghost has a cool like oh, ghost crew have yeah. a really cool you know shuttle the that phantom that like out. locks yeah. in yeah, yeah it's cool Again, a two-tiered ramp just folds out and it just slides out. It just and again, it's too big to fit. So whatever. Anyway, he gets in his weird little spaceship. It's also, and I don't know how many people can fit in it. So let me be clear about that. But it is a ship that has hyperdrive capabilities that's sitting inside of a ship that does not. <laughs> and yeah, you could definitely cram a lot of people in there. <laughs> just a thought I'm throwing out there. Yeah. Just a note that I have, which is funny to me. Again. Let's not worry yeah, yeah, yeah. too much that, about that's the last things, time. That's the last time I'll, I'll bring it up. It, it may not be the last time I bring something up, but I thought it was funny. I thought it was a funny moment where it just like <laughs> plops out of the back. It's like, oh, okay. Um, and so Obi-Wan, he, he leaves in his escape craft, and, and Vader, uh, you know what? He says, we're going after him because he's he's got that lust. He says, we're going to take this entire Star Destroyer after that one. And the Grand Inquisitor is like, excuse me, <laughs> sir, just a brief reminder, the real mission is everyone who's trying to keep a Jedi legacy alive because they've got like the Underground Railroad of Jedi going on. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 that's not just any Jedi, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi, so we'll take the entire Star Destroyer. And the Grand Inquisitor's like, well... Okay. I don't, I don't want to die today, so I guess. Yeah, I guess we so, will be your taxi service I, to take you to Obi-Wan. Trying to reconcile this, BC, I still think that Darth Vader knows Leia's his daughter, and I think he knows she's on that ship. Um, and regardless of it, if it's Vader or Anakin who like is letting them get away, if it's Vader, it's like, actually, I want those people as apprentices later. Let's not blow them up. Um but yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a baffling thing to not just be like, I'll take my shuttle. You guys go See, after that. I, I I love that idea. I wish I wish there was something in the story that gave us that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? That 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 like hinted at the thing about Anakin sensing something and clearly making a decision not to go after it, as opposed to just being like Kenobi, right? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like a dog chasing a boat. He's like, Kenobi. And as, I've got to go after him. Like, the Death like Star guns slowly list that way. Like, you could have him sitting there. You could cut to Leia, like, a Force-sensitive moment. Now, this is this would be a big cannon leap, obviously, which is going to upset people. But it's like, if you have a moment of him sensing something and recognizing something and saying, no, listen, I'm Lord Vader. We're, We're going, going after, after that one. That one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be vastly more interesting than just sort of like a, a dogged pursuit of obi-wan where it's where obi-wan's just like he'll follow me no matter where i go yeah because we already Which use is, that card we already used it we have played that before and it it's it works and it's it's still gonna pay off for the 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 big showdown that's gonna come yeah but i think that it would be an interesting beat if there was some kind of recognition of why is he not going after this like why is that decision hard for him as opposed to just Kenobi, Kenobi, Kenobi. Where it's like, yeah, we know you want 
Kenobi. Like we we get that he chopped up, chopped you up, and left you for dead on on the shores of Mustafar. Yeah, he's probably but, the last surviving council member, minus Yoda. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, want Windu back. They're definitely going to make a Mace Windu TV show that, in the next couple years. That has to happen. <laughs> it's got to happen. Old man Mace Windu. Samuel L. Once, so once again, he was interviewed recently again, and they were. he was like, I'm not doing Oscar bait movies. I want to swing a lightsaber around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, he's just, he is out there on the campaign trail he's re- to be he's Windu again. It, man. <laughs> he's ready for it. Uh, yeah, so it's... I, don't know, I love that idea. I just wish they'd given us a beat. Anything that, that, even if it's not directly tied to Leia, something that, like, a pause as to why he's like, no, I'm just going to go after him. But yeah. fine, like, we're still in, like, moving plot, right? Everything about this is moving to to these large set pieces that exist in the story. So yeah. I think we kind of overlook some of those 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 beats, which, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and then oh and then we get there's really funny shots of of obi-wan's little craft like dodging (laughs) dodging around in space i'm like that's so funny again it's just it's a and no offense to whoever you know built it for me it's a dumb looking ship there's nothing (laughs) cool about it dodging the laser blast nor does it make sense that you can't shoot a thing (laughs) like that looks like that that looks like a fly you should be able to swat (laughs) <laughs> it does it does indeed yeah so we get all that happening and then we're going to as we always do in the beginning cut to uh the lars family preparing for for reva owen tells luke to be prepared to run Spoiler, he says he's, i'm he's not afraid <laughs> do you want to get it out of your system now how much you hate this no, child look last night when i watched it um I again when I watch things late at night, cheesy stuff lands way worse for me. On a rewatch, I didn't mind him so much. When I w- watched it the first time, I was like, "This is really bad," and I was a little worried for him. I was like, "People are gonna dislike this child, and he's just a child doing his job." Um, mostly, they just don't use him in dialogue much. I think he looks way too Hollywood to be a farm boy on Tatooine. Like, he doesn't look like a Luke to me. He looks like someone from the same casting agency as Leia, right? Like, it makes sense for Leia to look like a child movie star. This kid mm-hmm. looks like they cast him as a child model. Now, that said, if you're going to cast a child and ruin their lives... You should probably cast someone who's already embroiled in Hollywood and, you know, like is already being taken around to auditions by their parents. And that's what this this child seems like to me. It's like he's already in the game. He's got a million headshot sessions. He's going to be Luke. He'll probably be fine. Or at least I hope he's fine. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm not going to complain. Hope. I just think I mean, I mean, my hope anytime I see a child actor on screen is always I hope they're fine yeah, because yeah. you know it's a psychotic parent who uh, is doing all of that. I mean, at the heart of it, like they may enjoy acting, but it is a parent who's like, we're going to take you out of school. We're going to get you headshots. We're going to get you to this audition. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. There's very few children like, you know what? Uh, get me uh, get me CCAA or whatever the agency <laughs> yeah. is on the phone. I'm going to need to talk. Um I'm gonna need to talk to my agent. I want to see some scripts on my desk by the end of the day. I want to get I want to get in the room with some people. I want people to know my face. I would love no, to spend the next week going to rooms and being rejected. That's what I would. As a child, <laughs> yeah. it's just things that we all crave. I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 
Yeah, so I mean, the seeing kids in anything, I'm always just like, I hope, I hope you turn out to be well adjusted, you know, yeah, yeah. and that this doesn't ruin you too much. Um, yeah. Shout out Jake Lloyd, Justice for Jake. Those yeah, t-shirts man. are going to be coming from the cargo bay soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we, we've got them getting prepared. Owen is telling Luke to, you know, be prepared to run, and then uh, Owen and Baru are like gearing up for battle. Which I'm like, I was I was so on board for this. I, I like, love, I love yeah. that they have like farm guns, you know, like yeah. sawed off, like like Tuscan yeah. Raider rifles, basically, is what it looks like. Uh, yeah, go bag a womp rat or something. You it, know? it reminds me of that Star Wars Galaxy card. Shout out, uh, Hobby Talk episodes. But uh, there's a yes. Star Wars Galaxy card that is Owen and Baru like shooting stormtroopers as they're like. You know, as they're coming to burn them to death, um, and it look—it's just a cool card. And on the back of the card, the artist is like, "I always wondered if Baru and Owen put up a fight before they went down, because that place you is burned know. up." <laughs> you know, Baru was putting up a fight. Yeah, it seems she like <laughs> she never got you know the off of the farm. She she always had one more season, That's which right. is the tragedy of Baru Lars. <laughs> the real tragedy. One more Baru season Lars. premiering on Broadway in uh, 2024. <laughs> Coming soon. So now we will go back again. Uh, Vader says, prepare my ship. And the Grand Inquisitor's like, we couldn't have done that before? We couldn't have two birds, one stone this thing? No? We couldn't have done that? Your face is frozen? Unfortunately, uh, I've lost you again. Uh, but I'll keep going. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't keep going. Okay, we're back again from not having technical difficulties. <laughs> no technical difficulties here. I just had to take a bay. very sudden restroom break. I was. It was like uh, that ship falling out of that other ship. <laughs> <laughs> like a Russian doll. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, obviously no interruptions at all. Picking picking right up where we left off. Uh-huh. Uh, Vader says, prepare my ship. And the Grand Inquisitor is like, why didn't you do that earlier? You could just tell the look on his face is like, you had it. You, you, there was a ship there. You could have you gone after him yourself. Because Vader literally says, I will face him alone. And the Green Eclipse is like, why do we bring why do we bring a Star Destroyer? <laughs> why is there a Star Destroyer? Can anyone help me out with and that? And Vader says, because this is about to be badass. <laughs> <laughs> because you are going to want to see this. <laughs> uh, which, which is true. We are going to want to see it. Uh, yeah, so, so, so they, the Pathlings are... Long gone at this point. They're they're well well in the distance. The Star Destroyer's just kind of like hanging out, hovering above while Vader takes takes the shuttle. No, no it's not just hovering above. It does a full pivot <laughs> to turn <laughs> to turn and face Obi Wan. I think. Which I wonder how much like strain that puts on a Star Destroyer when it's just cruising and they're like, we have to change course immediately. Darth <laughs> Vader wants to follow Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> well, to you know uh, to. The silver lining here, or I guess it's all it's all fine. But the Star Destroyer <laughs> looks great. Like like oh, it looks very cool. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> totally impotent. Like a, a very <laughs> ineffective craft, but looks very yeah. cool. Look looking great. The shuttle great. the shuttle, however, looks uh immaculate. Ooh. Oh, I, you know me. 
I'm a sucker for an Imperial shuttle. Yeah. I love them. I when love that, the look of that. When that comes out of something, it has a defined profile you can see yeah. from a million miles away and be like that upside down Y. That's <laughs> that's a shuttle. Not, that space Lego's taking off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it looks cool. It's a it's a fantastic ship. It's a beautifully yeah. designed ship. And I love And it's it cool to see Vader see uh, you know, using it. The the shot where it lands here, which I believe is this just continues to him landing on the planet, right? Or do we cut back to Obi-Wan? So we cut to Obi-Wan okay. because we're going to have Obi-Wan discovering that Leia has snuck Lola right in his pocket. So he, so he won't be as scared. It's very sweet. Very sweet gesture. you love to see it. And then he just leaves it. He chucks it on the dashboard. He's like, what am I going to do with this? Yep. I'll tell you what you do. You put a restraining bolt on it and then you stick that <laughs> thing on Vader. That's what you do with it. Yeah, it seems like Lola is running out of power at this moment. <laughs> he pulls it out. It just kind of sits there. It, it waggles its wings a little bit. And then he sets it crooked on the dashboard. And it stays crooked on the dashboard. Uh, a subtitle wonder that I, you get out of this is Lola lets out a nervous beep. That's the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She lets out a nervous beep. And then Reva, Reva... Reva. I think we've decided Reva, yeah. Reva arrives on the Lars farm. It's time. Cut back! That's all we get. <laughs> That's all, basically all we get. It's time. We cut back. Uh, Vader's ship is landing. Oh, Beautiful looks so sight. Cool. Looks awesome. Majestic. <laughs> like watching a flight of condors just take off and land. And then, and then we're going to get the beginning of the Obi-Wan and Vader showdown. Have you come to destroy me, Obi-Wan? I will do what I must. And then something we've all been clamoring for, the old two-finger yeah. point, baby. <laughs> the, the over-the-head two fingies. And I love it. It got me <laughs> I, jacked. It got me so psyched. I, I was like, yes! Just one of the reasons why I enjoyed this episode much more a second time, and something I want to get out of the way here, is that Obi-Wan's leveled up, all right? Obi-Wan is... Obi-Wan's back to being Obi-Wan for this fight. <laughs> just sure you, you just have to accept it and roll with it. Because the first time I watched this, there were a lot of moments where I was like, why is he? How is he? I thought the whole show was going to be the arc of that, but I haven't seen that happening, right? And maybe if, there, if it was just a time jump, you know, occasionally in the show, that would have helped. Anyway, we're not going to get a real justification for why he is. Whatever. I don't need it. So on a second time, that's when I got really jazzed when he was just like i'm here to do what i must <laughs> gonna yeah, be cool I, again i think initially because when we first when we first talked about parts one and two it's like oh this is gonna be him like getting his groove back his groove does sort of like it's starting it's starting then it's like it's back it goes on like <laughs> yeah. a huge curve like a huge upward my power's back curve and and i it at this point once he did the finger point move it was like i didn't even care i was Can ready I? for it can I give a little uh, a little insight here, maybe, or a little uh, prediction here? I would love it. So I think part of what is fueling Obi-Wan is something new, which is passion and attachment. He is thinking about Leia and Luke. And so we're maybe getting into this, this like, little Ooh. bit of a bridge between Obi-Wan's force and, and Luke's force. <laughs> You're like... speaking my love language. You're speaking my love language. <laughs> and guess what? He's going to be reconnecting with someone at the end of this episode who sees some of the flaws in those Jedi systems and there might be a, new, <laughs> yeah. a, a sort of a mentor again to him. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Yeah, 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 I like it. 
I, I think so, I think we're cooking with gas now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think let's let's put a pin in that and come back yeah, to that idea yeah. at the very end of this because I I like that thought a lot. And you're right because we're going to start cutting between these things so much that it's 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 I, I wish I had broken it down a little bit better. But but here's kind of what's going to go on. So he he does the finger point. Vader says, "Then you will die." We we get a little bit. We get the, the just the the Amus Bush. Just a little bit of the beginning of that wow, fight. It is cool, c- though. It is cool that he's already got his lightsaber in his hand when Vader shows yeah. up. It's very oh, cool. He's, <laughs> he's ready to go. Yeah. He's ready to go. And then cut to Reva. Intruder alert. She's just, like, in the house like a like a horror movie villain. <laughs> uh, she lights up her saber. Owen and Baru are, like, camped out, ready to fire. Um, and then we're going to cut to the other fight again. Uh, Vader and Obi-Wan. We see within the fight itself, Obi-Wan's skills are coming back. And Vader comments on it. He says, your strength has returned, but your weakness still remains. So, like, he's even acknowledging, like, okay, you, the last time I fought you, you were, like, you were, like, an ineffectual <laughs> person that I just drove into the ground and dragged through fire. Yeah. Not, not as easy this time. Maybe I shouldn't have been so gung-ho about my... I'm going to do this alone idea when we, I had a Star Destroyer full of people who we could have just killed you. <laughs> but he was ready to go alone, and Obi-Wan's like, uh-uh, baby, I'm ready to go. I think we've Got already on. had some echoes of the fight from the last episode, you know, the flashback fight. I know they do the yes. back-to-back Back-to-back, thing, very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Which I, I love seeing any of those echoes of, like, and I'm sure that's, We've talked about this on our on our when we were talking about the movies and some of the choreography in those. Just in terms of the fight, the way that the the storytelling is choreographed into them has always been one of my favorite things about Star Wars. Yeah, um, and about lightsaber fights in general is how the choreography is telling the story too. Here, I, I mean, I don't know how specifically how many moves are being borrowed from the Mustafar fight, from the fight that they had in the previous episode, from any other number of engagements that they've had. But you can tell that they went back and were like, these are how these two know each other. This is how they fight. This is how they adapt to each other based on everything we know about their fighting styles. And it's real. This is a this is a great lightsaber fight. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler and I am, alert, this is a top tier saber fight. Top, this is this is a top tier lightsaber fight and I And we're gonna be Star Wars rhyming all throughout it. It's we're setting up <laughs> Star Wars they rhyme all over the place here. This is this is it's just such a good lightsaber fight and we're we're just getting into it. Um because so he's he's kind Vader's kinda of got the upper hand. Uh, you know, he after he gives him that your strength is returned, but your weakness still remains. He does like a force move on the ground that like crumbles the yeah. earth underneath Obi Wan. And first he pulls him. a rock to trip him, which I like. Like it looks yeah. good. Um, yeah. yeah, and then he just yeah creates a cavern and throws him in there. And then and then he just kind of leaves him there to die. He's got the high said, ground though. We got that great high ground shot, super up at Vader with his saber almost being like an inch long. You know, the, the perspective is so you know yeah, sharp. It's uh, so it's forced, very yes. cool. Yeah, and he he gives him uh, the line, "Did you truly think you can defeat me? You have failed, Master." Uh, uh, uh. Calls him master but, so that we yeah. can we get the cannon all straightened out. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Now I am the master. Yeah. Only master of evil, Darth. <laughs> um, and then we're going to cut back. Reva chucks some stuff at Owen. Poor <laughs> Owen. He's putting up a pretty good fight considering she has a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. 
So Owen looks that, Owen looks good at taking blows. He's doing he's doing good work <laughs> taking these this is, hits. <laughs> this is a man who works in the field for a living. He he's had a hard life. He he knows what it means to take a beating, uh, and and take a beating he does. And, <laughs> and <laughs> he falls on the ground. And he's on the ground, and he's like, Baru, the, the evil lady's coming. <laughs> watch out, Baru. Baru, watch out. <laughs> uh, we do I don't know why that's so funny to it, me, but it is very funny. <laughs> Baru, she's coming. <laughs> Baru. <laughs> Alert, Baru. I'm down. We do get a nice, a nice little moment in this fight, which is... Uh, she says, "You really love the oh, yeah. boy, like he's your own, because he is putting up such a like a valiant fight against someone who should just be able to like pfft, done." And he says, "He is my own." And I, I, I gotta, I'm gonna pick a nit here, and I want to talk about this. Okay, and I, this is a small moment in the fight, but I, I want to unpack it because I did not understand it. Maybe you can shed some light on this for me. He says, "What do you want?" Her answer is justice. Yeah. So what she is For saying what? is, I, Vader killed a bunch of children. I'm going to okay. kill his child. Like, that is the justice. Is like, you killed me and my friends. I'm going to kill your offspring. Like, I can't kill you. I'm going to kill your younglings. Right? Okay. I think is I... it's, it's clunky. But what I want to focus on in this same exchange is that because something like my fiance liked this whole Reva stuff more than I did in this episode. I like Reva as a character. I was expecting more from yeah. this arc, honestly, yeah. than what we got. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, something she highlighted for me is like, no, I was actually really drawn into this. And what we get in this moment is her, you know, the realization or starting to plant the seed of like, you're not actually going to kill Vader's son. You're going to kill my son. You know, <laughs> you're going to kill right. this poor farmer's son. It's not the son of Vader anymore, which is something that I didn't even like. I was just kind of like, let me ignore this so we can get back to the, <laughs> to what's going on with, with Vader and Obi-Wan. But I'm yeah, like, it is. Darth Vader's fighting Obi-Wan Kenobi over there. Can I please? Owen's got it, the it, stick <laughs> from the trash compactor, which upsets me. It's like in the background of a Mandalorian shot, which is perfect. But like the fact that it's now like a weapon that's on the farm is a little, it's a little too much for me. It's it's like universal PVC in uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it, it, to me, it was just like, I, from, I've had a hard time kind of understanding her motivation yeah. throughout. Like, there are, there are things that are very clear to me that it's like, oh, she wants, she wants to exact her revenge. I mean, help me track this, okay? So, Order 66. Her, her pals are killed. She sees Anakin Skywalker. She's She is able to escape with her life. She vows to get revenge on Anakin Skywalker. Right. Who is now Darth Vader. Right. So what she does is join the Inquisitors. Right. Who go out and kill Jedi and sometimes Jedi younglings, which is a thing that she saw that traumatized her to no end. Is this... She's... She's saying the ends justify the means as long as I'm able to get close to Vader. I think she does become, like, this arc does turn her into a Sith. I know she's not technically a Sith, but I think it right. does yeah. turn her into the Sith where it's like the only goal is revenge in the same way that Anakin's only goal is saving Padme or whatever. Okay. Um, it, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's clunky, too. And we don't know how long she's been an Inquisitor. Like, 
I mean, there's talks about her getting her own show, which would be great if they... And I, this is another thing I don't necessarily love about Star Wars. They're like, we'll go do a show to fill in some gaps and make things make sense. Yeah. Like, just make it make sense the first time. Yeah. And then, or and ignore then the backstory and keep going. Like, I'd like to see her show up in Ahsoka or something, you know? Yeah. Like, but. It, it, I mean, she she clearly will be like a, or could be, has the potential to be like a powerful ally to the Rebellion going yeah. forward uh, at this point. But it just the thrust, even from the last episode where it was like, okay... She took her shot at Vader. She's been working this entire time to take her shot at Vader. And she got her ass kicked immediately. Like, she's been working years and years and years. And Vader's like, whap! Like, a, like swatting did, a fly. Did you notice in the... Re- did you watch the recap? Yeah, I think so. In the recap, it's just such a better cut. Where Vader's, like, pulls the ship down, rips it apart, and the other ship get, goes away. And then they cut immediately to her behind him. <laughs> like, yes. And it's just such a smoother, like, more believable, like, cut. You're like, just do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, sneak, 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 yeah. sneak, sneak. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it, it motivates that moment, too, of, like, I've got my shot. I'm not yeah. going to waste it. I'm going right Instead of, him. like, hmm, this didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still going to try. <laughs> yeah. And... I don't know. I, I'm just having a hard time squaring some of that, the motivation. Because I didn't know what she was going to do with Luke when she got the thing. Like, I had no, there definitely I wasn't like, she's going to go kill him, you know? No. I wasn't I, sure about that. I, the thing that I was sure of at the end of the last episode, and listen, having gone back and listened to it, I was wrong to one degree. I was like, oh, she's she just like made her turn. Like, she's going to be on the path of, of the right. It's it, which is why it was unclear to me when she got the the calm thing. It was like, oh, now I'm gonna go kill this boy yeah. because I couldn't kill Vader. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. That that moment didn't make any sense. I'm like, oh, you just tried to defeat the big bad, you failed. The revenge thing is the great motivator that keeps us alive. But whatever, especially relating to the dark side, revenge being an all sort of consuming thing uh, for for people who are having a little dalliance in in the dark side of the force but i i just didn't square that thing i always felt after that moment when she was like you know i'm kind of working with you obi-wan to get my shot at vader that and here's the other thing just from a pure we know the story luke's not in danger we know he's we know he will be fine yeah, like so, and, and probably she does, shouldn't she's see not too. Him. He shouldn't see a lightsaber, really. You know, like he shouldn't. Oh, like, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he should really be in the dark about all of this stuff. So yeah, yeah it, it just, I it just didn't make sense that she was on the hunt for Luke Skywalker. But I, I get that, like we have to put her somewhere in the story and and tie it up somehow. I just don't think it was very elegantly done. I, I, yeah. I think there was something else. I think I a like lot of this was, was rushed. Uh, I yes. Mean, like, especially here, right at the end of her stuff. It just feels yes. like it is crunch time. I don't know. I mean, it, it also would have... I, I don't know. It, having to deal with, with established canon with some of these things and introducing Luke Skywalker into it, who is omega tier character and star wars just makes everything such a fine balancing act that telling the story had to have just been like oh we can try this and then and then get away with it like you're you're trying to thread a needle on some of this stuff and i just thought her pursuit of him never really made sense to me even though it's like here's a comlink it says where he is okay yeah she's gonna go there 
But even seeing that, I was like, she's he's not in danger. I know he's I know he's going to survive. I had the sense that she already has misgivings about the the dark side that's within her. That she she has that call to the light that is still inside of her. So this whole pursuit, I was like, I just don't buy her being invested into like I'm going to kill this child. Yeah, especially like, not before she heals up. <laughs> you know, right? Like, yeah. It's not that urgent. I guess Obi-Wan could go back and move him or whatever. I don't know. but Yeah. And then as she's, you know, pursuing Luke, she's got the flashes of Order 66. So we're starting to see that happen. That's kind of, I guess, where we begin to see doubt yeah. creeping into this of like, and, and your point I love, which I completely missed, or maybe it was uh, yeah, yeah. Figaro's point, yeah. is, is of that this isn't Anakin's son. This is Owen's child. Now. Yeah. Anakin has no idea who this is. Yeah. This child only Reva knows that it's yeah. his son. Yeah. At this point, yeah. And so she, you know, is starting to see, oh, if I kill him, I'm not hurting Anakin at all. Yeah. I'm not getting revenge on him. I'm just hurting these poor farmers who are taking pot shots at me. Yeah. Um, although she she does have a little motivation because Baru smacks her right oh, in the face. Oh, it's a great when She hit. walks through a door. Oh, love <laughs> it's, it. it's like, I don't know how they did it. I didn't like break it down, but it's one of the only times in the show where I've been like, "Ooh, wow, that's a that's a good one." <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Lovely to see. Um, yeah, so it's it just she she gives her a smack, she continues pursuing Luke. Uh, and then we're going to cut back Obi-Wan He's doing some. He's under those rocks. Yeah, he's got a little force he's been, action he's going. He's crushed in the pit. Yeah, he's he's in the thick of it. This is where I thought yeah. Qui Gon was yeah. going to come. Be like, you gotta get out of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm glad that it's not. I'm glad that it's not though. I I like where it happened, and I will get to why I loved where it did happen at the end. But yes, I this moment too. And again, back to a point you made that. That it's about connections for him, which is what is powering him up to get out of the situation. I have a motivating force in my life, and we see very clearly it is it is those children whose yeah. parents I knew and whose parents I loved, and children that I need to protect from this new evil <laughs> that is that exists and the danger that they are in. So we get him forcing his way out from the rock pile. Uh, getting out from underneath that, uh, Vader. We see Vader's like walking away, all like, <laughs> "Oh no, I sent something." Uh, Obi Wan is coming in hot. Force rock throw, boom! I love the rocks that are being thrown around in this, and we are going to get Jedi are good with rocks, man. They're basically yeah. earthbenders. I've decided. Yeah, but this the the visceral nature of this chunk of the fight is really good. Uh, oh, he, this like, like this is the most god tier display force that I've seen Obi Wan have when he's yeah. just like when he's summoning a thousand rocks and just pummeling Vader. Which again, the first time rocks. I was like, wait a second, how do you level up here? And once I'm just like, fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, once you once you're like, he's got to protect kids, and yeah. you know that's a good. And reason. he's he's reaching into a place that Jedi. Think it's forbidden, Don't. maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's like, that is true. It, it's it's like it's almost like it's new ground for him yeah. in terms of of what he's able to do in the Force. And the, uh, one of the things I love about the Force is like the way that it manifests in different Jedi, right? That there are different yeah. Force powers in everybody. Reading the uh, reading the High Republic book, where you've got uh, I think 
uh, what's what's the main female Jedi? Oh, man, the Is names Avar are not going to come Chris? to me. I think it's it may be Avar Chris. She's the one who's basically got like the battle meditation. Yeah, where she's like linking hundreds of Jedi together so that they're working and yeah. using like that's a pretty nice power to yeah. have. Yeah, and so you you it's it. If you that think is, about it this and way, that's like, also been established in the old canon too. Like yeah. that is like the primo Jedi power. Like that's the height of the Jedi powers. Is that's this a, like school of fish. You know? That's Bastila, right? She's got yeah. that, that battle meditation. Yeah, yeah. So it's, at least I it think you're almost, right. I haven't played that game in a while, but yeah. I think I think it is. It's and it's you see, you see Obi Wan doing something we've never seen him do before, and I think it's really interesting territory. If it's like, hey, yeah, you're starting to unlock some parts of your own abilities that that people previously said you can't do that because of these jedi rules that when we talked about you know the prequel trilogy like a lot of stuff that the jedi were doing was stupid and they were really bad at their jobs for a little while and maybe saying don't form attachments was hindering them in some ways Uh, because if you see it in the hands of pure good in like obi-wan connection and attachment seems to manifest in like a big badass rock throwing party <laughs> yeah. that can come in helpful against a Sith Lord. Yeah, it's like the big save the day power. Yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan, and after he does this, he just goes to town on Vader. I oh. love him going after the, the like, the chess power box. Yeah. yeah, the chess box on him. It's like, boom, boom. You're like, oh. yes, sick. When, when Vader starts to wheeze like he oh. does in Return of the Jedi... Ooh. That is like that is mm. it really hit me in a certain like he's so broken and pitiful that I'm really yes. like am I really like and just the realization like as soon as he starts to get beaten down you're like oh my gosh Vader's not gonna win this fight or even come out of it like anywhere near on top we're going to see him lose again he's gonna lose again it's such a like I don't know it really like colors him in a way that I'm like. I don't know. I felt it. It was good. It's like a all I, of this mythology that's existed my whole life. Like these characters, like it really culminated for me in that moment where it's like, wow, I have sympathy for this. For this, it's like, true. and and I'll get to some of the the really nice dialogue that we have here. Like yeah. Obi Wan, like he crushes the power unit. You hear the labored breathing, cuts his helmet open, yeah. which is going to give us the nice reveal, which is also used in Rebels, too, yeah. which is a great moment with, with Vader and Ahsoka, yeah. where she's like, she sees Anakin again very clearly, which is a lovely moment. Here, having it in live action, I was like, so good, this is great, I'm yeah. glad you use that, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. This and the, is perfect. The mixed, the mixing, the vocoder, or whatever you want to call Vader's voice box, because we know it's already established in canon, when he takes off his helmet, he speaks differently. <laughs> the old, right. like his Or his voice sounds different. But yes. getting to have the mix of the voices super effective to me, and oh. also highlights something I've said about Hayden Christensen for a while, which is like he does talk like Vader, like he phrases things like Vader, his cadence is like Vader, um, and here, like I don't know, it's just it's a great a great effective uh, tool, I think. Love it, love love a lot about it, uh, and the visual of it, seeing the face. And you're right, the way it paints Vader is, is like, you, and, and, and again, it, tying to A New Hope, yeah, the last time I saw you, you know, you were still the master, and I was going to get my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I am the master. But it, it does color him as like, yes, he can he can go on, and he can crush rebels on a ship, but, but if he's going up against someone 
who is also a force wielder and and as powerful as his Jedi master Obi-Wan Kenobi was, it's a fight and it's yeah. not easy for him. Yeah. Right? Like he can go in and, and he can crush small rebellions and he can take out regular people and snap children's necks and do all that sort of stuff, which is terrifying. But if he has to go up against someone who is of equal power to him, he doesn't always doesn't always come out on top. Doesn't yeah. always look super <laughs> yeah. great. Like even when he's fighting Luke later on, you know, Luke Luke when he's in Empire Strikes Back is still sort of leveling up. So it's it's a good fight, but Vader's going to come out on top. I'm much yeah. more experienced even though I'm older. You still are not your training is not complete. I'm kind of testing your training is what I'm doing yes, here. Really. Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing if you might make a potential, you know, hey, why don't me and you get a thing going. Uh yeah, so it's it was it's a great it's a great fight. I love everything about this. The and the resonance that we get at the end with the exchange after we see Anakin's face and Obi-Wan just goes Anakin. Like and he sees him Ewan, and he goes Anakin. Ewan McGregor is so so good at reaction shots, it's absurd. <laughs> like it's very good. Just here's what your here's what your uh your fan edit should be. Just reaction shots that he has throughout this would be like, give this guy everything he wants. <laughs> His reaction shots in this are just fantastic. They, they they carry the weight of what has been built better than anything else in the whole franchise does to me. Like, it feels that heavy. It feels like... And it's, it's wild because even when we talked about A New Hope, it's what Alec Guinness did for that movie. Yeah. Where you had a an actor in the middle of this space opera who was bringing the levity, who was bringing that... that presence yeah to to a jedi master which is a silly thing like this is a, a british shakespearean actor who's in space robes in the desert and it's just like <laughs> tunisia with that yeah he's like, in a he's, metal like suit. he's like yeah you, you want me to <laughs> you want me to bring the heat okay i can just drop into it and he drops into it and and ewan mcgregor has that same power and presence on screen which is why i've been drawn to his you know performance in, in the prequel trilogy and why I've loved Obi-Wan as a character so much is, is everyone who's played him even in Clone Wars and Rebels and, and Alec Guinness and, and Ewan, the weight that they bring to him, I buy into Obi-Wan Kenobi as a He's character. much more human than other Jedi feel to me. Totally. <laughs> like he's much more... And it, and, it, and it makes sense because his master is Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah. who, is, who is much more practical than a lot of other Jedi that, that we've seen. Who's kind of like... Hey, this some of this stuff doesn't make sense. So just just be a person, you know. Yeah. And yeah, so his reactions as we get this sort of final exchange are great, and and we get the moment of Vader going, Anakin is dead. I am what remains, and he apologizes. Says, I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm sorry for all of it. And he and then Vader, says, <laughs> I'm not your failure, Obi Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way I will destroy you. And then he says, then my friend truly is dead. Goodbye. And then he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Well, goodbye. Goodbye now. <laughs> I, uh, before we get into the, the, the abruptness of it, I, I do, you know, Hayden Christensen on this press tour, you know, talking about how, you know, how great it was to reconnect with the character and kind of tie this story together. I kept being like, how is that going to happen? And last week we had the flashback and I was like, that's probably the peak of what he was talking about. No, this is this is the peak of what he's talking about. Now he can go back and live on his farm 
and have like you know his his great calm life because this is such a good like pin to put on his performance um and just like he's, it's great <laughs> it's, he i mean there's there's uh, it's noted there are several people in the vader costume right there's someone right. who's like when vader needs to look big there's a big vader there's another vader and then there's hayden when he's being vader um but it's it's the moments it's the moment in the last episode in the fight and it's this that are that are just like stand out hey if you give this guy good work <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. good words to play with really good moments he's really good in them i mean i haven't seen him in he hasn't really done anything, anything since like i think he did jumper or whatever it was called um and he married his co-star and had a child and never acted again i believe and has just been having a great life and yeah well there's a divorce involved uh, you know i'm sure there's man, human torment but but from all, all accounts like he and his ex-wife are like we're great parents together like we nice. I, and he's like i live on a farm i take care of my kids i like right. have sheep and i take care of my kids it's great but like how how nice is particularly this to be like a, a cap that he can yeah you know, a, a feather he can put in his cap at the end of you know a long journey with the character being darth vader which is one of the greatest responsibilities probably in like cinematic history yeah we're like all yeah. right you're a kid now you're darth vader it's like okay he i mean he he's aged into this more he and he he just sticks the landing on this little button at the end of this fight that i don't know i i was so every little nitpicky thing that i had that i've talked about previous to this moment gone yeah yeah out the window everything about this fight and this interaction between these two is like this is peak star wars this is what's important and this is what the relationship between the actors and their fondness for each other has established that's part of why we get you know those amazing reactions out of out of obi-wan and yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. It's something that I did see on a Twitter. I rarely see something I like, and I think it's probably coincidence. But I don't know. Never letting people know what they're doing. When he's saying you didn't kill Anakin, I did. It's Obi Wan's blue lightsaber is reflected in his face, and then like the second after, he like re- like his red lightsaber shines back on. It's like that one like little peek peeking out moment of like can't blame yourself, Obi Wan. I I did it. And then he's he's back to it. Um, I love that. Yeah, I love it. I, I you know another thing too, and and uh, again, we're, I'm we're, we're taking some tangents here at the moment. But you mentioned something about just like the connection between the two of them. I love that that is at the heart of some of what is happening. Yes, Star Wars is important, but there's a human connection that these two actors have <laughs> that is important, and it's like it's so nice to see that that they've connected in this way and are reconnecting in this way hayden talked about when he came back and like the first thing that he shot was that uh, episode the third episode where you know the traveling in the in the the dirt planet with zach braff the mole man yeah yeah uh and he's we, you know we see anakin in the desert he's like yeah you and stayed on set for my coverage for that he didn't need to be there because it was you know i was a hundred yards away from the camera but he wanted like he was there and he was present for me in that moment you're like Movie stars don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, if you've ever been on a film set or if you've ever been around film, it's a lot of just, like, standing around and waiting and, like, okay, we're going to roll camera for five seconds. Great. We got it. Move on. Go back to your trailer for an hour. (laughs) We're going to set up this shot. It's going to take half an hour. We're going to roll camera for about two minutes, get a couple takes, and then move on. The fact that Ewan McGregor, who is a 
a famous movie star was like no i want to be here for my friend coming back as anakin skywalker i want to you know we we had this unique experience where we both went through the crucible of critical reception and massive fandom like (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) i mean you can't like no one can imagine that kind of thing and and seeing them together on the press tour has been like yeah, so and now nice. I know that that's justified. Like, now I know that, like, he was right. It does tie into episode four, because from the moment we had Anakin cast as Anakin, it's from the moment of episode two, watching episode two, I was like, how do how do I reconcile this with the scary Darth Vader that I see? And, the like, how does how is this the same character at all? And at the end of episode three, we were getting there. But this does, like bridge it in a way you know down yeah. to them having having the dual voice you know happening yeah. where it's like oh i i buy it now this is my canon i don't have to adjust my head canon anymore to there being different darth vaders this is this is it for me it's great no it's it's lovely lovely stuff uh which is why i'm not going to nitpick too much that obi-wan just says goodbye in goodbye the <laughs> i i uh, i've been trying to think about that a little bit bc i guess maybe he just can't stand to kill Leia's father, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, like, at, earlier he said, one way or another, this ends today, which he could have ended it. And he's like, well, and I think could I, have. I, think I texted you. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you're not Anakin? I was actually here to kill my friend, not the evil Sith Lord. So Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I was actually after Anakin, but since you, Darth Vader, killed him, I guess... I'll just go. <laughs> Goodbye. But you know what? If that's what we need to not compromise the exchange that happened, like we don't have to write an out that makes a ton of sense, whatever. I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I don't, we just heaped praise on that moment for so much. I, again, whatever. You yeah. know, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. And I don't need to, to like, oh, he said goodbye and didn't go around and stick a stick a fork in him. Like I whatever. do think he should have said ta 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 Darth <laughs> would have been would have been a nice little flare. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so after that, we're going to cut to Reva continuing her pursuit of Luke, as this episode does. She catches him. Obi Wan senses it as he's in the ship. Hits the hyperdrive, baby. We're going back to Tatooine. <laughs> This is fast as you can. This is these. It'll take the, a minute or two, I guess. It is very close. Uh, <laughs> and as uh, so, then we we got Reva seeing Luke. She's flashing to Order sixty six. She uh, sees her own body there. She the sees her. Yeah, we've got that cut that we had previously of of Anakin coming through and seeing seeing her presumably at that moment of Order sixty six from her perspective. And then she's like, you know what? I probably can't kill this kid. And then, uh, and somehow he's like falling, falling down and like knocked well, out. Well, she at this force point. pulled him down the cliff. Okay. And so, gotcha. yeah, that's what happens. Here's a, a technical nitpick. Oh, this episode is very dark. Like, yeah, yeah. The, that, I, I needed my brightness settings to, to bump up just I, a little bit on some of this. When I watched it in the middle of the night last night, it was plenty bright, and also Luke running around on the cliffs looked awful it looked really bad <laughs> today when i watched it in the daylight it looked much better being very dark so i think gotcha. that's what we've done <laughs> you know, yeah, we... okay. there's a balance there somewhere yeah yeah so obi-wan he's he lands he's back he he sees owen and beru looking for luke he's like we'll find him and then just then reva arrives with little boy luke in her arms she lays him down is he dead did they kill luke skywalker 
Is no. this child? No, no. He's he old. goes. Turn. Oh. He, he wrote. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, whew. Skywalker's alive. <laughs> and Load I'm like, off my mind. Sorry, kid. That'll be a meme. <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna get meme for that one. <laughs> Not your fault. No, it's definitely cruel not your world. Fault. Again, justice for Jake Lloyd. It's not. It's not always the kid's fault. No. It's so almost never we... the kid's fault. No, very rarely. Uh, so she, and then she's gonna have her moment with with Obi Wan. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up Reva here, which is she says, "I couldn't do it. I failed them." Referring to her companions. Yeah. From Order sixty six. He killed them all, and I couldn't do it. Is I'm a little confusion again here for me. Is that what the kids would have wanted who were slaughtered? Well, that's what Obi Wan says. You know, he's okay. like, no, that's not what. Yeah, you honored them by yeah, not you killing haven't, them. You haven't failed them by showing mercy. You have given them peace. You have honored them. Right, because yeah, they don't want you to murder more kids, probably. Yeah. I would have thought that through a little bit more, Reva. Uh, Reva. Uh, so, and he gives Oh, yeah, this, I, think, which... I think we can assume that her logic has been lost you yes. know, at this point. Yes. She's just in a... She's been stabbed. She's in a frenzy. It's a little twisted in her brain. She, she hasn't had a Twix in a while. Yeah, she's left side, right side. She doesn't know where she is. Uh, who you are, who you become now, that is up to you. Uh now you're free. We both are, he says. So, she's she's all set. The the good wrap wrap on Reva. The the turn to the light or some gray variation thereof, presumably has occurred, which I thought kind of happened in the last episode, but now it's complete. Again, this is a disappointment for me because I thought it was one of the most interesting things we've had going in the show. Um, but you know, it's a little sloppy. Whatever, it, it gets the job done, I guess, for me. And I do want to see more of Moses Ingram in this role. Like, I'm yes, down to see more Reva in whatever iteration. Um, I would love to see more Reva with some. No offense, Obi Kenobi writers, a little better writing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Andor. Yeah, or Andor would be good too. We've talked. We talked off pod about the production issues. Um, yes. And I think we see a lot of that in this episode. <laughs> a lot of the mm-hmm. covering the seams. Yeah. yeah. Which I think we'll, we can talk about that in our, our big yeah. thoughtful recap, which we'll we'll discuss a little bit more about that. Uh, and not while we're recording this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so next we are going to go to Mustafar. We're in, we're in Vader's castle. Uh-huh. And guess who's here, baby? Yeah, Chief. It's Palps. It's Ian McDermott. He's here. He is here, baby. He is here. I didn't I didn't expect it. Very nope. excited. Very happy to have. I it. don't. I told you, BC. I don't think he was in this show until recently. I think that this is maybe some reused footage of Vader with some new, you know, with this hologram. Because I really, I watched some of him on the the press circuit for this or like celebration stuff. Unless he is just, and he is an incredible actor, yeah, but he, he really did seem like, no, I'm not going to be the, in the show, and I'm a little bit put out about it. Like I'm a little sad that I wasn't asked to be in the show. I think well, maybe they just they were like, let's just add this in right quick. 
Well, did you ever think about the fact that he's a Sith Lord who's <laughs> very skilled in deception? That's true. That's true, BC. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we get we get him in uh, hollow form in yeah. this. Uh, Vader says the probes are tracking everything in range. We will destroy everything in our path until he is found. You seem agitated, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he will not evade me again. I wonder if your thoughts are clear on this, Lord Vader. Perhaps your feelings for your old master have left you weakened. If your past cannot be overcome. So, can his past be overcome? We've got some doubts here from Sheev uh, with uh-huh. his apprentice who has just got his ass kicked. But does have a brand new helmet, which is nice. Yeah, he's got um, some spares. I would love to see his closet of just like Vader suits <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hanging on a rack. <laughs> um, yeah, he says, Kenobi means nothing. I serve only you, my master. And then we're going to cut. What, can to I just Alderaan. say, how do you feel Please about do. this? How do you feel about this canon kind of retcon? Because to me, I like, I like that, that it is Vader. If it hadn't been planted earlier where Vader is like, I killed Anakin. He's dead because of me. And now you've got Palpatine saying, is Anakin dead or not, buddy? Like, um, because if he's not dead, I'm not interested. And I like this as a way of like, you know, all these questions about like, why wouldn't Vader go to Tatooine? Why wouldn't he, you know, like investigate his past? How would he not know about his children? I like this clean break of like, no, I can't be Anakin either. Like, I gotta, gotta move on. I like it. I like it a lot. And the thing that I like about it, I think, is the or just the nature of, I guess, the relationship of the Sith is just it's it's not great. They they tend not to have the 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 best sort of like cohesive thing where it's always like I'm trying to find a replacement for you. Yeah, it's like Dooku. Dooku's like constantly grooming. Like you can be my apprentice. You can be my apprentice, or you can be my apprentice. Yeah, like, it's same it's with Vader. The, eventually. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just it's just funny the way that that works. So it's. It, it feels very natural for Sheev to be like, well, is this going to work out or not? You know, this reminds <laughs> me a lot of a certain theater company <laughs> I used to be a part of when I think about it. <laughs> hmm, no, you couldn't be my apprentice. No, no, you know. <laughs> no, no, you. Because I am Academy Award winner Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> Or nominee, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So we get that exchange. I like it. I, yeah. I like it. I, I think, and I think it probably has. Again, we need to get our Sith expert uh, Levi yeah, in here. Absolutely. He might be able to shed some more light on their relationship, specifically in the comics in this yeah. period, and kind of what's going on between them. But I don't think it's always like sunshine and roses between these yeah. two. That that there is inherent like uh, just pure distrust between them. As opposed to like, yes, yeah. my master, whatever you say, I will do thy bidding. Blah, 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 blah. What I what I remember is playing uh, the Force Unleashed, where you play Vader's apprentice. And spoiler alert for that game. Okay, here it comes. At some point in the game, you Vader's like, oh, you thought you were my apprentice? Actually, this is my main apprentice, dumbass. Like, here you go. You're you're like you're low. You're you you know you're your second bench player apprentice. I'm I'm right. I'm looking for a lot of people to kill Palpatine. Right. <laughs> it's it's uh it's good stuff. You you love to see a good uh, mentor mentee relationship, and this one is probably not the strongest that it's been at this point. So, yeah. Good good stuff. Cut to 
Alderaan. It's a little bit. It's starting to feel like uh, the Lord of the Rings to me already okay. here. Like the end of Return of the King, where it's like we're about to get a lot of potential some, ending points. We're gonna get some closures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna close close some things up. Yeah, we we are gonna go through the multiple endings. So let's go to Obi Wan and uh, the Leia ending. Uh, so first, we get Leia kind of suiting up. A callback to when we first were introduced to the character, or so we thought, in the uh, part one. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing that sort of thing. She's dressing up. She's getting kind of like a New Hope kind of whites with a little blaster holster look going on. Again, fun sort of nods to to those visual cues that we have. And then, uh, so Obi-Wan arrives. She's more excited to see Lola. Then she is to see Obi-Wan, but that's fine. Again, Obi-Wan arrives in a junk-looking ship that just really was like, come on. Come I, re- on. I related to the Lola bit because I was just like, you know, if I showed up and a dog ran out and my, like, you know, favorite person in the world ran out, I'd be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta see the dog and, first. And it does kind of make sense, too, where it's like, yes, yeah, she remembers this figure, but it's also like she probably has a stronger connection with Lola. Yeah, at this yeah. Point. So like, that's the most been important thing to her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, we've get uh, a bail saying, "I fear her fu- fear for her future." The empire grows stronger and bolder, and Obi Wan's like, "Hey, if you need a friend, give me a call, baby." Do you want to do I'm a few ready. more seasons, Bail? <laughs> yeah, Bail. You wanna you wanna do a spinoff show, the Bail Organa <laughs> show? I would pay money to to watch the Bail Organa. Something different, yeah. Like palace intrigue, like yeah. Go back to that. Anyway, trying just to get bills passed and a, yes, working working in a, <laughs> in a fascist life. government. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the Rishi government of uh, fascist Im- Im- empire. Uh, so yeah, Obi Wan's like, I got your back, dog. Don't worry. And then, and then this. Uh, a lot of people are talking about how, moments that choke them up in this episode. This is the one that that got me. Is when he he goes to Lee and says, "When I said before that I didn't know your parents." Princess Leia Organa, you are wise, discerning, kind-hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother. But you are also passionate, fearless, and forthright. These are gifts from your father. Both were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter. I wish I could tell you more. And I was just like, yeah, that's a nice moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's played well on both ends of this. Yes. Like, I think this yeah. is the best work that... that the the actor who plays leia does in the show like this whole scene she's doing good stuff like i believe all of it uh in this scene like from you know the moment her mom comes in or whatever i'm like yeah this is good um and of course ewan continues to do his thing yeah Yeah, really like just just bringing i mean i don't know it's just something about being a person who has parents you know and and, and having that like and, and being older and starting to recognize how much I am like them both in different ways and how I see different things in them in me. And then having that addressed directly in a Star War, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's just, and having you and McGregor be so committed to the lines, just like, that's yeah. really nice. You know, it's like y- your parents, even though your father is who he is now, that's not your dad. Anakin Skywalker is your father and you have the best qualities about him that are going to bear out in the future and you have the best qualities of your mother who, you know, who tragically died giving birth. Uh, of a but, broken yeah, heart. Of a broken heart. She's lost the will to live. 
Um, <laughs> she's just giving up. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. If that yeah, were so just a way you could pass away, I'd be so dead. <laughs> oh man, I would have been a while ago. <laughs> he lost the will to live several times, but he keeps going somehow. <laughs> He's a medical miracle. Um, she says, will I ever see you again? And he says, yes, in 1977 in a movie called Star Wars. But just Wars, briefly a in, a, in a cargo bay where I'll be fighting. Just a little bit. A hanger. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we, we get that exchange. It, it almost feels as though that, like they're setting up like, oh, can we do another season of Obi-Wan Leia adventures? And it. Well, I don't think they're actually going to try to do that. But let me just say now, I never want to see Obi-Wan and Leia meet again. The more you do that, the more callous and weird it is that Obi-Wan yeah. dies. And Leia does have a moment, right? She is yeah. like, look, this sucks, Luke, but we're at war um, and I'm yeah. used to it. <laughs> so, like, yeah. let's keep moving. I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, but if she's if it becomes I, that she, they're like great pals through life, no, I, I don't want pin, that. Yeah, pin pals dropping lines. No. Yeah. I, I think I think they kind of wrap it up, and I don't have the exact line written down here, but there is something where he's like... You we know, have to be secret about it. Yeah, like, basically, we're, we're, like, if you send me a message, this, don't say we're friends. Yeah, this, we're, <laughs> Like your dumb in, father did. Yeah, this, Where he was like Luke Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, that's we, we're in danger now. Like, we are both in danger, and the closer we are together, the, the, the greater the danger is. So it's nice that he gives her a little wrap-up about her parents, and then he's out of there. He's going to go back to his cave. He's packing up. He's moving on. He's getting a cooler he's, outfit. He's, he's cut the he's sleeves off that, that Jedi robe. Yeah, he's leveled up. He's, he's got on his dress whites. His goggles. Those things are sick as hell. I'm telling you, there was like a very expensive action figure, like her statue that came out like three years ago that I think is this exact outfit. Uh, it's I love super it. cool. <laughs> he's also packing heat right on his yep. hip, too. Yep. He's got the lightsaber on his hip. He's like, I ain't fucking around anymore. <laughs> I just screwed up Vader. I'm, who, who else yeah. is going to come? Yeah, come and get me. Come and get me. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so, yeah, so he packs up his cave. Uh, he's got the T-16. Uh-huh. Got the model in the sack. Yep. He's ready to head out. He approaches the, the Lars homestead. I did right with some sick-ass goggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Owen, classic Owen, what are you doing here? I was like, come on, guy. Didn't your wife talk to you about this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were going to keep your distance. And I will. I will. Uh, and he says, you know you were right. He just needs to be a boy. The future will take care of itself. The only protection he needs now is you and Baru. Unless another Inquisitor comes. <laughs> but no, you're, you're good. He says, take good care of him. And then you get a nice, I will, long pause. This is another moment that almost got me. Ben, you want to meet him. That you see that you see a yeah. little bit of a turn in him that's like, I've been kind of a dick to this guy. He's been pretty helpful. <laughs> Do you want to meet this kid whose life, you know, you've thrown your life basically in the gutter for, and I've kept you away from him? I'll give you one last bone. Thanks, Owen. And the, and then, the react again, another just stellar reaction shot that I can't imagine pulling off. <laughs> like it's just laying so well where he's like, Yeah, I do want to meet him. Like he's so I'm good quite at chuffed acting. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is so good at acting. <laughs> Much better than I ever was. It's, no, like, it's he's painful so to watch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like this guy is just dripping with like charisma and talent. 
<laughs> and then we're, it's going to drip even more because uh-huh. he gets to meet Luke. And guess what, baby? Finally. <laughs> Hello there. With the with the fucking Santa Claus twinkle in his yeah. eye, man. Like, I don't I the take that they got of him <laughs> yeah, doing yeah, this yeah. That, that doesn't make me just want to, like, bury my head in the sand. That makes me go. Yeah, he nailed it's it. It's not even fan he service. They hold the shot a little long, and I'm still like, I don't, I don't care. And I, surely that's where the show could have slammed it to credits, right? <laughs> like it could have, um, boom. Drop but it, because credits. it's not just there for the fan service, it's not where it ends. But it is. It we is, don't get any speech from Luke, which I appreciate. <laughs> didn't need it. Hello there. Move on. Right? Like because they don't. They don't need to have a strong bond no. or anything no they shouldn't like, uh, in the old no. canon he ran into luke you know maybe here and then like saved his life right. once more out in the dune sea when he was like right. 12 or whatever yeah like i'm, I'm sure they have because it seems like he is familiar with him it's like a oh, crazy old bin yeah, yeah 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 but so obi-wan like, is packing up and moving far away he's, so. yeah he's he's taking off so he's heading into the unknown what's that Hold on, let me adjust my eyes. Something, a blue human form appearing? Could it be? Qui-Gon Jinn. It's Qui-Gon Jinn. Save for the very end. And he says, Master Qui-Gon, well, took you long enough. I thought you'd never come. I was always here, Obi-Wan. You just weren't ready to see me. Come on, there's a ways to go. End of episode. <laughs> End of series. And End of series. How, how did you feel about the Qui-Gon BC? Because I was delighted that he was not digitally weirdly de-aged. It felt like it felt so much more like Qui-Gon to me because of it. <laughs> like, please, uh, if we can take anything away from this is that I think Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi the show, got the, whatever the de-aging process is, to the right place. Yeah. Where it's like, we don't have to turn these people into plastic models. Yeah. They can just be actors and we'll still believe they are who we say they are. Yeah. We're as watching a to, sci-fi As show. opposed to being weird <laughs> CGI face monsters who's, who don't match the speech that's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. It's perfect. I love this. I love the moment. I love that it came at the very end. Yeah. We knew it was coming. I thought it would serve something earlier in the story. I think the fact that it happens now... Definitely hints that season two yeah. is going to happen. Yeah, there's a uh, lot so of season two. <laughs> oh, big, big season two vibes uh, coming <laughs> off at the end of this here. But like, I, just the moment of like, again, that like the 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 spiritual force connection that Qui Gon has had with Obi Wan has been there, right? Like he he has been with him. Which I love him saying yeah. because it, I don't know it just connects me to I'm I'm not a religious person uh, at the moment, <laughs> uh, but, but but in the past I have been. Uh, you know I, I will say there that I do have like spiritual leanings uh, th- those types of like feelings that I'm connected to you know something much larger than myself and and family and past and history and all that kind of stuff but but just having that moment of like I have been with you. I have seen your struggle. I have watched you go through these things. And I have been by your side. And I'm sorry that you haven't been able to see me, but know that I was there. Lands very powerful (laughs) powerful for me at the end of this episode. Especially seeing all the stuff that he's gone through and knowing that, like, yeah, he was 
getting crushed by Vader and like thinking about Qui-Gon being there and watching that and being like, he's just not ready. He's not ready, but now he is. And it to me, this is the most leveled up Jedi stuff that we've seen from him now because he was throwing rocks before. That was his, him tapping into some other part of the Force. Now he is interacting with a Force ghost. The first Force ghost... He is on his path to unlocking Force Ghostness. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's the first person that got it, Yoda. He's like, Qui-Gon, hey, good to see you, man. <laughs> and then, and then Obi-Wan. So it's, it's yeah, the, the fact that that he's able to achieve that by the end, to me, is like, that's the, that's the tier of, like, yeah, that's, he's, he's, He's really reconnected with the Force. I would love to see some stories being told now about what it's like to be this Force-connected and how, you know, what what stories are out there for him at this point. I'll tell you, they didn't use the story that was in the Now Legends, but pretty recent, like maybe 2014 Obi-Wan book, where he's on Tatooine, and it's kind of this period where, where it's about, like, him interacting with the Tusken Raiders and, um, uh like kind of connecting with them and helping like settle the differences between the Tuscan Raiders and the settlers and all this kind of stuff. Like, right. That's a great arc. There's a lot for him to do. And I don't, uh, to go back to it, I don't, I don't really care how it affects the canon or whatever. I, I am totally signed up for more Obi-Wan adventures, you know, like in whatever form. Uh, yeah. I think there's a, a, a million bajillion percent chance that more of this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Just based off the success of this series, the fact that Ewan McGregor wants to do more is a the biggest good part. sign that yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> Produced uh, this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and this, I was trying to look like, we put a pin in a couple of things. One of them was definitely the chances of season two. Uh, the other one was a, a general production problems thing, yeah. I think, maybe that, that, that happened in this. And it's like they weathered the storm of, of whatever some of those problems were. They came out with a really good season of TV that had its flaws, but like they made it through. I would love to see what happens now that they've they've done this and they're ready to tell a new story. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I'm very intrigued to see what happens from this point on. Yeah, me too. Um and, you know, as, as many flaws or whatever that I had with the show, I am impressed that, at one, the highs were very high. <laughs> like, the end of episode two, where Obi-Wan realizes Anakin is alive, <laughs> like, that's a, that's a great, that's worth the series to me. And yeah. then, you know, the, the obi-wan getting dragged through the fire that's pretty rad too but really this this last vader obi-wan fight and the the weight of it is uh it's worth a whole series of a bad really bad television to me so yeah uh, the fight the fight was just i mean it, it it's so good it, the i mean the same way that the fight in revenge of the sith is what makes me like i'll go back to that movie any day of the week <laughs> yeah, even yeah. though some of it really sucks like <laughs> that 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 the fight at the end of it you're like, that's that's Omega tier Star Wars. That's like the good <laughs> stuff. That's that's the gold. The fight in this, it, it it almost took me by surprise how good this was. It, that I was so pleasantly surprised by the 
quality of what happened in this episode because like i said before there was like i was nitpicking some of the story you know like how's this ship doing this and then you got right. this ship doing this and why is this happening this way and then there's a vader and obi-wan fight that happens in the middle of it and i'm a kid sitting on the blue carpet in my den you know at 917 heather circle and i'm seven years old again watching star wars for the first time and i'm just like this is fantastic this is amazing <laughs> This is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. And the fact that that is happening for people who are that age um, makes me just go, great. Yeah. Star Wars is in a good place right now. There's a lot more of it that that is going to be coming out. We have a, I mean, right now you and I are kind of like, we've we've been going through the gauntlet of Star Wars. And and I've really enjoyed it. I've I've loved a lot of it. Yeah. It is overwhelming how much there is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a lot. And we're, we're going to go into a little bit of a, a breather, a little bit of a hiatus from, like, brand new content. But they've lined up, like, a murderer's row of content to come out for the rest of our lives. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. At, at, least, at least this year, next year. I mean, we know we're looking forward to more stuff. We've, we've got, so we've got a little bit of a breather here. But then we've got Andor. We've got, I think, Bad Batch Season 2. We've got the Tales of the Jedi. Is that happening this year? That I don't know. Thing? Probably. It's either this year, this year or next We've year. We've got Visions too. Vi- more Visions. We've got Mando I'm... three. We've got Ahsoka. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all coming down the pike. But there's a the it's just we are so spoiled as Star Wars fans at the moment. Where it's like, even if you don't absolutely love something here, we've got something over here. I think Visions was was like a revelation for me in the fact that they they're like okay we're just gonna let people tell stories yes i like, want more of that a, please i'm like that is a really good idea yeah. even if it's not like hey this has to be canon this is i don't care yeah i don't care at all give me the wacky legends movie yeah i mean give yeah i mean the fact that there's a, a weird star wars story about a, a band that plays a, you know in front of Jabba at the pod racing you know stadium I'm like the fact that that exists and can be someone's favorite Star Wars is great yeah it doesn't have to be my favorite that's fine but the fact that there are these entry points for for all sorts of um, all sorts of people to come in and enjoy these stories is my favorite thing about Star Wars is that it all it is a huge sandbox for creativity where we as as you know, almost like participants, you know, as, as an audience member, we, we get to participate in these things. We are invited into so many different creative adventures and some things we go, I love this. And some things we go, not for me. And some people are huge dicks about those things that aren't for them. But like, and, and we try to put them in a corner and never talk to them. But the, <laughs> that, that we get to have all of these like, you know, spoils of, of Star Wars stuff is just great. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I, like you said, there's something for everyone, but I also want to acknowledge the privilege that is, like, like Mandalorian, I was saying, is, is probably my favorite Disney Star Wars still. Like, as mm-hmm. a whole, I think that show so far holds up better. It's more yes. what I've wanted, which is, like, just throw me into a corner of the universe and let's see what happens. Yeah. But I... I don't think I think, one, we are at a unique age to have grown up with this era of Star Wars, uh... That is Hayden and uh, Ewan together as Jedi, basically. Um, 
and yeah, I, I feel a a privilege and also want to appreciate that like this was for me. <laughs> like this this mm-hmm. was wish fulfillment to the highest degree. And whatever oh, problems yeah. I have with the thing like here and there, I think the story as a whole holds together. And I think that the key scenes are some of the best Star Wars I've ever gotten. Um, and I don't know that there's going to be another moment in any media where I'm sitting there feeling that much like a child in my living room <laughs> being like, yeah. oh my gosh, like his helmet is no. cut. They're, they're best oh, friends. Oh. Like, 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 like <laughs> it was, it was like being teleported back in time. If I was like, Critical lens is gone. I just Star Wars fan activate. You know, what I mean? <laughs> just total immersion into that. It was so. It was so great. Uh, I, yeah, very thankful that we got it. Very much excited uh, as a hobby teaser for some Kenobi uh, trading cards. W- one, if you're listening to this and you're a trading card fan, make sure make sure you're hopping on the tops now train and getting the the weekly releases of those. But I'm I get there has to be a tops hobby product of this that's yeah. gonna have a lot of prints uh hopefully blasters hopefully they print this to the moon i i will pre-order hobby boxes the day they are available of this there's yeah, so many there, there are so many shots I want. Yeah, yeah yeah even even where the production can be like the low point for me and i guess what the, mm-hmm. i mean is like i can see yes. the edge of the volume i can see right like the limitations of it oh wow we never have levels like you talked about blocking <laughs> and like yeah we never have levels <laughs> it's always flat but uh, aside from that there's some really striking images you know throughout this show that are just really great that i want cards of give me those yeah come on tops yes yeah so i mean obviously we've got our finger on the pulse of all things top star wars uh as that happens so we will we will keep everyone noted during our hobby talk episodes about what is going on with that because i am going to be an early adopter of of some kenobi season one top trading cards and BC, if you are, if there's a listener out there who's still here, if yeah, you, you've made it a long way, friend. If you email us the code Yoda Jammies, email us code Yoda Jammies. I will give you two entries into the giveaway for the PSA ten, the the graded PSA ten Yoda living set card. Uh, so, so there's that. And again, that is that is Yoda Jammies. Yoda Jammies, a cheat code I'm, from Star Wars Jedi Knight. Actually, if if you're still listening, please send us an email and let us know that you've made it this far. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of you out there. So if if you have made it this far, I'm speaking directly to you at this point. We know Just there's one of you email. in Australia. Yeah. There are two of you in Britain occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so send us an email to thecargobaypod at protonmail.com. And just let us know that you made it all the way to the end with the Yoda jammies and you'll get an extra entry. Yeah, and this is a big deal too because the only other entries for this card are people who leave five-star reviews um, Ooh, for yeah, our podcast. Nice. So you're getting kind of a freebie. You just have to send an email that says Yoda jammies. Nice. Yeah, I think we've, we're up to a couple of comlink uh, emails. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's... That's the end. That's the end. Yeah, of we did one. it, BC. Um, yeah, what a ride! Glad to do it with you, man. Thank you for uh, thanks for doing been, this. Been been a pleasure. 
as always. And we've got more on the horizon. So if you want to find us, we're at the Cargo Bay Pod on almost everything. BC just gave you the email address. We're on YouTube. Uh, and we have podcasts where you find podcasts. So check us out. We'll be back next week uh, for, you know, hobby talk and a like a wrap-up with, I think, some friends of ours. A wrap-up for Obi-Wan, a more... A less like just trying to throw our thoughts out because we're yes. excited and more like, you know, we've sat on it for a week. Maybe we can even play like host a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's some opinions from people. Yeah. 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 yeah that'd be good. Let's try that. Um, all right. Well, uh, PBDO, uh, why don't you get us out of the cargo bay and we'll decide which one of us is going to distract the Star Destroyer. It's still pounding away back there. I know. I I think I think you did it last time, so I'll, I think it is my turn. So I'll, I'll do it this time. Okay, you're off the hook, PBDO. Get us out of here. Be Bye forever. Bye y'all.